Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Child's Rights Advocacy and Research Director for Save the Children New Zealand, Jackie Southey. Uh, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm not too bad, and yourself? Yes, good. Marvellous, marvellous. So welcome to the show this morning. We're going to talk about Five to Thrive. Uh, first off, it's a multi-agency incentive that, asks, uh, that has five asks. Can you tell us a little bit about what those five asks are? Yes, yeah, sure. So Save the Children is teaming up with Bernardo's, Whanau Fina Plunkett and Takahu Manareriki Trust uh, to ask for children's issues to be put on the agenda of this election. And we know that there are five critical asks that set up children to have a really good foundation if they are to have a good life now and into the future. These five asks include realising the potential of Whanau Māori by ending current inequalities, investing in our children's early years, lifting children and families out of poverty through adequate income, an affordable and healthy home for every child, and mental health support for every child and new parent that need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think that um, you know child's rights aren't on the radar enough for political parties? They kind of lump um, things in with other policy and don't look at particular children's needs? Right. That's quite an accurate assessment, really. We see that often things are targeted at maybe families and, and there may be a trickle-down effect to children. Mm-hmm. But really thinking about children is really important. For example, housing. Uh, we're not hearing really about the effects of housing on children. We're hearing about a housing shortage, yeah. a housing crisis, yeah. um, 20,000 people on the wait list, but we don't know how many of those actually are children yes. and what it means for a child not to have a, a safe and healthy and affordable home. Yeah, we don't know how many children are living in those motels or living in those cars or are living in a room that's full of mould. No, unfortunately, no, we don't. But we do know from Statistics New Zealand that um, they did do some data breakdown and that if you're, you're a teen, uh, teenager, if you are Māori or Pacifica, you're more likely to be living in a house with mould, poor insulation um, and you know, basically unhealthy. Yeah. So when you've got adults that um, go around kind of bit of it bashing and, and the like, they are also... And the same with political parties. They're also concentrating on the adult face of the problem uh, and not what lies beneath that, which is often the children. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we need to stop the benefit bashing right now. I mean, referring to the doll heap is is really condescending and patronising, and that just needs to stop. We've got people who, for very legitimate reasons, may not be able to work, and and sometimes um, people lose their jobs without warning, and they're not seeing that coming and COVID has absolutely exposed that as being really real for New Zealand in the last uh, over this year Um, and children we've got to be able to give our children good lives now sometimes children get lost and missed in this idea of children of the future well yeah that's all very wonderful but if they they need to have a good life now to actually be able to have a future and that means to be able to have healthy nutritious food to be able to live in an affordable and healthy home have um, quality early childhood daycare yeah. uh, and for the parents to be able to pay for the basics. Yes. Um, I like that the fact that the mental health is in here because that's something that's often overlooked as well, children's mental health. Uh, we have a mental health crisis in this country, but once again, children don't seem to be on the radar of that conversation. Um, you know, myself, I have three stepkids and two of those children were in the Christchurch earthquakes uh, right. and they are having, you know, some issues uh, that are manifesting themselves now. 
right. you know, yeah. and, and right right down the track. These are things that uh, stem from, you know, 10 years ago uh, mm-hmm. when they were infants, little babies, um, but those things can manifest later in life. So if we're not supporting them uh, as they're developing and growing up with their mental health, um, then things can uh, snowball and have add-on effects later in life, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we, for a long time now, we've been telling children and, and adults too, ask for help. If you're having trouble, ask help. If you're struggling, ask for help. And unfortunately, when it comes to children, that help can be kind of minimised. So um, mm-hmm. children talk about being bullying, being bullied or having worries and they get told, don't worry about that. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. Actually, let's stop. Let's look our children in the eye and let's talk with them and really find out what it is that they're feeling. And let's actually resource more professionals to be available to support our children through mental health, especially when it's early on. You know, we've yeah. got... We're too late when it's critical, or it's getting too late when it's critical. Yeah, and a lot of the time it will just, you know, most people will go, I'll just go to the doctor. I think maybe my child's got ADHD or something, because, you know, those those kinds of things have abounded around a lot. And you're sending Mm -hmm. them to a a junior practitioner that do great jobs, but they're not exactly mental health experts. That's that's very true. And, you know, if we look at some of the World Health um, Organization recommendations, they recommend things for children like access to outdoors, access to physical activity, um, good relationships with their family. So that means parents not working a huge amount of hours for, you know, really low wages just to make ends meet, being able to actually spend some time with their children. So being paid well enough to do that. Uh, And also good food. An adequate, um, healthy diet is really important to more than just our, our weight, physical health it also affects our mental health yeah yeah you need that breakfast in the morning to get you going as well when you're going to school you've got to have your mind switched on that's right yeah um, and eating together is a really good way yes. of um, bonding and those um, really good social relationships when you eat together you can often see all oh, this person's not going so well and take some time to have that chat which you might not see if everybody's off on their own track well, that's right that's right i mean adults do it potlucks yeah. and the like uh, yeah. Now the fight to th- to thrive. Um, the website. Um, you know, you're looking at the parties, right? And you're kind of giving them rankings as such. Yeah. So we're starting to look at um, policies, I guess, yeah. and seeing what policies are working really well. So it's heartening to hear on the leaders' debate. Um, you know, commitment to a living wage for for employees. Um, disappointing to hear things like, you know, people need more jobs and we can't afford to have a higher minimum wage. Working, you know, we have a lot of working poor in New Zealand, so if we're not going to raise the minimum wage, maybe we need to look at rent caps. Yeah. So we need to look at some ways of making our cost of living more affordable. Yeah. I mean, both parties often talk about bringing, well, both the major parties, well, all the parties, um, mm. bring, you know, they talk about child poverty and bringing ch- children out of poverty, but at the same turn, they're against bringing up the minimum wage, and they say that it's not going to be good for employers, but um, mm. the employee is more than just the worker in the job. That's right, that's right. You know, many of our employees are parents and they've got families to support. Another, um, you know, something that we, we really um, would like to see re- be retained to the healthy home standards, 30,000 children a year are hospitalised due to living in an unhealthy home mm-hmm. and that could be prevented. So when we're hearing talking about, oh, we'll make it easier for landlords, uh, we'll, we'll reduce their compliances, does that mean reducing the healthy home standards? Because we actually need those for our children. We need to endorse them, and we need to do more with that, not less. Yeah, yeah. And we got a landlord saying, well, if I have to put pink bats in, uh, keep my house warm and dry, then I'm going to charge you more. Um, and that's not working for anybody. 
uh, and no. it doesn't that doesn't have to be the case um, yeah, especially when you've got you've got the government some government incentives and funds released for those things so they're kind of double dipping in a way yeah that's right and I think you know it's a cost to all of us sometimes we, we just minimize things or narrow things down to look at say the landlord but actually when 30,000 children are being hospitalized in New Zealand that's a cost to all of us because yes. that's a burden on our health system that could be prevented that's right that's right um, tonight tonight you're going to have some some youth ask yes. some questions about these topics and others to some um, to some politicians so what's going on there with the youth hot youth led hot seat so the youth led hot seat is a political panel where young people um, they they want to have a say in the selection and though they may not be able to you know legally can't vote yet the the policies that are made affect them now and into the future and they really care about what's going on excuse me COVID has exacerbated some of the issues they're facing like mental health like pressure to achieve at school but they're talking about things like in lockdown not all of their peers were able to access the internet or or even had devices at home mm-hmm. that's so, right you know there's some real inequality out there and they're really concerned about our climate which is seemingly sidelined at the moment and also um What's going on for youth in the COVID recovery? We haven't heard much about that. We hear a lot about business. We hear a lot about the economy. We hear a lot about jobs. But what actually are we doing for our young people? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I know if I was going to NCEA this year, um, I'd be asking for something, uh, some kind of give me some extra marks. Because, you know, the, the, the way the kids didn't, you know, as, as, a, as a parent, I know my kids weren't learning at home like they learned at school. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, reality. Yeah, the the reality of it is um, that the kids that have come through come through this year aren't going to be as prepared for this year's exams and assessments as they were in previous years. No, and that's right. And like a lot of adults, we're feeling the pressures of lockdowns and worries and other concerns, mm. global concerns, right. and, and so this is all being compounded. And so for our young people, and then this pressure, oh, you're the future, and you know you're going to succeed, and things like that. So. So young people are telling us they're feeling pretty stressed at the moment, and I think we need to stop, listen, and help. Yeah, and we saw them march this year, you know, yeah. strike for climate. So, uh, yeah, you, you yeah. know, they no, want their voices... Yeah, they want their, their voices heard, and they deserve to be heard. They need to be heard. Um, so when is this happening tonight? So this and is on at 7 p.m. If you check out the Save the Children New Zealand Facebook page, our event, you can see all about the hot seat there. You can see the MPs that are in candidates. So we've got... Um, the Honourable Penny Henare for Labour, Honourable Tracy Martin for New Zealand First. Mm-hmm. We've got Golriz Garaman for Green, nice. Felix Paul for Act, and Simeon Brown for National, and Donna Porkiri uh, Phillips for Māori Party. So there's a really good line-up there, and that we're keen to hear how they're going to support our young people right now and into the future. Fantastic. That sounds great. So you can check out, yes, um, Save the Children New Zealand Facebook page. Uh, also, uh, oh, sorry? So, yeah, yes, go there and sign up. Yeah, and, and Girl Guides New Zealand uh, page as well, I'm assuming. That's right. Yes, yes, Girl Guides. We're teaming up with Girl Guides. Um, and it's part of our broader Tick for Kids focus where we're encouraging people to use their vote and Tick for Kids when they're voting this election. So no doubt the panel will be chewing on some Girl Guide biscuits and asking some <laughs> hard questions. Uh, so I look forward to watching it tonight. Yes, sounds good. Thanks, <laughs> Amy. Hey, brilliant. Thank you so much, Jackie, for taking the time out to speak to us. Um, Thank you, this Steve morning. Peter. Yeah, have yourself a wonderful day and enjoy tonight. You too. Thank you. Thank Happy you. See you. Bye. Bye. All right.
Jackie Southerny there, um, the Child's Rights Advocacy and Research Director for Save New Zealand, Save the Children New Zealand, or Save New Zealand. Um, tonight, the youth-led political hot seat. There is a Facebook event. Just check out um, the Save New Zealand, Save the Children New Zealand Facebook page or the Girl Guiding New Zealand Facebook page. Sign up, uh, watch it tonight and um, hear the hard questions being asked by the kids um, that really need to have their voices heard. Plus check out 5 to Thrive their uh, website for that is 5to-thrive.nz where you'll be able to check out all the political scorecards uh, and the um, 5 asks in more detail. It is now. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz